All right, I guess this is technically part three now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so part, much time to get over here. part three of our new series. Well, I told you this was going to be a disaster. No, okay, I am designing flowers while we do this, so I just have to like get around the table to control the, the thing, and I might sound kind of funky, but... Yeah, and you might hear her cutting flowers and stuff. Real life, it's okay. Yep, anyway. All right, so part three on our apostasy series that the Lord has put on our plate recently. And again, just to, to expand on this, is this topic really boils down to what has been Brandon's big... Oh, snap. What? All right, take two. We had a disaster. See, I told you there's... There's these things that just keep happening to stop us from... Well, I'm trying to keep up on, like, my wife and mom duties while doing this, and I'm dropping the ball a little bit. Um, but what I wanted to say was, though, although this is, like, a new topic, we're really obviously going after, like, one podcast after the next on here. This topic, in a really broad sense, because there's a lot of things that kind of go off of this, but this topic is in the core of what our family has been most driven by mm -hmm. when it comes to spiritual and religious things since really even before your going through seminary mm -hmm. and us doing, you know, starting the ministry and doing all this other stuff. Like the, the heart of this topic has been what has really fueled our families, you know, you and me both and with the kids and everything that we do, this has really been what has really fueled us on just a real broad, you know, basis. So the fact that we feel like we've tried to talk about it before, but God was just working through and preparing everything. And now to have the opportunity to do this, I feel very thankful that we get to have it. And the fact that it has seen such great impact with so many responses and questions and further seeking of God's truth and, and things like that off of that, it's just a really neat thing to do. So while yeah, this is a I... new topic we get to kind of touch on here, it's been the core topic for our family for years now that you are constantly cycling back around to. Um, so it's just an honor to get to share yeah, that. It's pretty cool. Really now with it's pretty cool it, I because I, I prayed because I had been feeling just kind of uh, dull about things. I kind of wanted not dull. I don't, I, I don't want anybody to get the wrong, wrong idea, but sometimes I just have so much passion about what I do and I just want it to be able to, you know, I just want pe people to be able to to see it. And because the passion isn't, you know, it, it's all for, for Christ. And I just want everybody to have the same amount of passion for it. So sometimes it's hard to to figure out what to throw out there. And, and you know, I know where I want to go, but that's not always where the Lord wants you to go. So i prayed and i was just like you know i'm i'm feeling one of those in those times i was like you know can you please just put something on my plate just give me something that you want me to to work on to talk about to raise and that's where this christian apostasy thing came from because this was something that has been bothering me for a real long time and you had been working on something um separate or looking into something separate but it, it kind of had the same thing, and that kind of set all this off. So um, I realized that I was like, that that was God's way of speaking to us, and this is exactly how God works. That He just He puts these things on your plate very clearly, and He says, "Here you go. This is what and this is what I want you to do." 
and ever since that for the last like 48 hours it's been it's been an awesome ride uh, to be able to see this but at the same time we've I've really noticed there's so much here and so many people are lost and have no idea uh, about a lot of these things um, and let alone you know everything that I wanted to get to ultimately that I wanted to talk about first <laughs> which you know they they ultimately all lead down the same road so uh, but first I guess the best place to start would be to clarify and make sure that everybody's on the same page with the definition of apostasy when we talk about apostasy um, in the first century the wording for apostasy it was a technical term for like a political revolt or a defection so like a turn from whatever whatever deal it was in this case Christianity it would have been a defection from the core beliefs and teachings of Christianity the church is an apostasy that's what you mean correct this is a complete turn defection from biblical truth um, and there's many many different forms of it it's not just it was a you know a very large you know it, it does carry some serious implications this term does because because we think of groups like the Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons or the Catholics or these things are serious apostasy so we think of thing when we say that but it's also in generally it's an abandonment or a breach of the faith that is taught and it's something that all of the apostles all of the letter writers warned of that this was something that was going to be coming and this was something that was going to come from within the church and spread and just spread like cancer which it has hello <laughs> welcome to our modern times <laughs> and i think a good place to start that's a really, really pretty centerpiece, Heidi. Sorry, I just made the first of the centerpieces that I'm working on, and it's really pretty. It is really pretty. Isn't it crazy that God created flowers. <laughs> it's, it's like flowers, man. <laughs> no, but really, isn't it like? <laughs> no, it is. They're beautiful, and I thank God for them. And that's what's. I've I said that to you many times before that I think we're blessed in a way that we get to just look at God's beauty. Yeah. Every single time that we have a wedding, because we just get these beautiful yeah, like flowers. Yeah, to be a florist just, by trade. It's yeah, better. I think it's it's just it's amazing. Flowers, man. Yeah, it's really cool because you just, see God's uniqueness and beauty in creation when you get to play with these things. All yeah, and to think that like He created flowers, so He likes flowers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to think that like this is this is for a reason. So you think that these are something that aren't going to go anywhere, unfortunately, Heidi. Sorry. Well, but to get to be on the team but the, on the other of, side of it. <laughs> people that – imagine if I get to put together the centerpieces for, like, the banquet with Christ in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, to take your craft that I have – that I do here 
and to do it right. like in a sense like i don't know right not saying that i get to do that but it just is neat i don't know it depends sorry <laughs> no you're fine but now that we have an understanding of apostasy and kind of that idea um we can get a better understanding of of where this comes from so at the end of the first century the last book of the bible was written by john revelation the revealing actually the message was given to john directly from the lord himself and he was told to write what you see in chapter 1 verse 11 so the last piece of the puzzle was complete everything that was sealed up until the end of time which that's a reference that's daniel 12 4 was made known and if you go look at daniel 12 4 you'll notice it says until the time of the end then go over to revelation 1 1 and notice it says the revelation of jesus christ which god gave him to show his servants and verse 3 for the time is near why is all of this important because jesus says at the end in chapter 22 verse 20 i am coming soon the traditional understanding of that statement is that we are currently in the last period of human history and we have been for the past 2000 years peter indicates to his audience that it will seem like it's going to take forever but he says don't worry about it his timing isn't the same as ours he is coming again he isn't delayed he's just patient that's second peter 3 1 through 13. no but you're right i mean that is such a huge thing where you look at it some days and it's like you look at all these things and you're waiting and you're watching and you're seeing these things it's like oh my gosh yeah. jesus why please <laughs> you know call us to be with you how are these things and i mean look at the news article that i wouldn't even read to you last night because it was so awful oh, but i read that last kids, night yeah. and my heart was so heavy and going to bed and i'm like god why why have you not called us up to be with you yet not in a disrespectful way but uh how much longer can right. this go so, on so we have that we already have that sense of yearning and it says now on the on the other side of it though says in people and and remember this is believers this is not unbelievers yes unbelievers will say this too but this is written toward this is written to the church okay Right, but this what I'm what I'm referencing is is Second Peter. Oh, oh, when Peter, Peter says he's because he's referencing and people even say really he's coming again. It's been almost two thousand years. Yeah, that question I, mean, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, we, but we do need to understand that is him going him saying that he was writing to the church. Yeah. So people within the church will be like, really, he's coming. Yeah, and that's, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, because in in chapter three verse four, it says that scoffers will come saying where's the promise of his coming but the scoffers we i don't think that's taught or understood correctly no, it's not. by most so the scoffers are christians yeah the scoffers are not they 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 are christians they are believers they are unbelievers but but i mean how that wouldn't make sense for an unbeliever to say that right well, because you would are go already scoffing oh, okay yeah jesus is coming well i mean they're they're scoffing they're scoffing about god period yeah. so it's not it wouldn't be specific in this sense so this is this is scoff. scoffers gonna scoff but the apostle paul reminds his audience that some things still have to take place before jesus returns again second chess oh, thessalonians <laughs> there you go there's there's the first one 
Second Thessalonians chapter 2, but it's already at work now. Uh, why does all this matter, though? Because there's a teaching out there that's spreading like cancer in the church today. And it's teaching, or I guess I should say teachings, comes from a warped understanding and over-spiritualization of Scripture. Now, not all these teachings are the same. Some are very different from another, but they all lead back to the same place. Exactly. How you understand the book of Revelation amazing to think that one book you know right. how it all boils down to, that, to but one it's book also interesting to note that this book is the only book that teaching it comes with a promise right but so, it, so imagine that that it all comes back to this book right but lately we've been discussing a lot of false teachers and guess what <laughs> 10 out of 10 times they have a warped view of revelation imagine that. when you twist the most important piece of the prophetic puzzle it's free reign on anything Prosperity gospel, seeker-friendly, motivational pastor speakers, new apostolic reformation, Catholicism, Christian dominionism. How do they do it? Well, it all has its roots in what's called kingdom now theology. Oh, here Brandon goes with the kingdom again. It's like it yeah. all comes back to that. Yeah, it all, it all does. It all does. Now, I'm going to read directly from God questions website because they did a really good job summing up this teaching and we'll go ahead and link the article on all the places but honestly i would say most people if you're not actively pursuing this information you wouldn't know you wouldn't what know it. you wouldn't know what i'm talking about either. right so when people you, say kingdom now what are you talking about yeah what is that? and and i'm telling you um go go check out it's got questions I th I'm pretty sure it is .org. Oh, I don't even have... Let me see. It is a fantastic dot, resource. Yes, .org. That we use yes, it is .org. I had, to, I had to double check it. But um, I encourage you to go check them out because they, they provide amazing free resources for Christians. They answer any question you can think of from a biblical perspective. Scripture is noted for everything. everything. So yeah, and you go and can read the scripture. Now, they don't endlessly. they don't pay me to say this. I really wish they did, but they don't pay me. And we I don't think anybody pays them either. No. Which is awesome well, that's the thing though. Is we don't have a partnership with them or anything like that, but I encourage you to donate to their ministry. Um, if they bless you, I know they have for me. Um, I definitely intend on, I wish that I could just give all of our money to them sometimes yeah. because they have done, they've done amazing, I know they do amazing work for Christians and I constantly am sending people that as a resource yeah. for them because they just, he does such a great job of putting stuff together and on there they have their statement of faith, they, it's a safe place for Christians to go to to ask questions and if because you because it is hard to discern all it, of this it really stuff. it really is and but they're a great great resource for it so i definitely encourage you to go check them out but i am gonna read from their article uh what is kingdom now teaching and then we'll just kind of all expand on it a little bit because obviously this doesn't fit everything but it does a great job of giving you the understanding of what the heck I'm talking about when I say kingdom now or, or kingdom. So the, let's see the, because the question was directly, what is kingdom now teaching? Kingdom now theology is a theological belief within the charismatic movement of Protestant Christianity, mainly in the United States. 
King and now proponents believe that God lost control over the world of Satan when Adam and Eve sinned. Now, not all people that that believe in kingdom now theology believe that part of it. Sure. They don't believe that they would do, recognize that that's heretical to say that God lost control of anything. Okay. So not everybody believes that part of it. Um, since then, the theology goes, God has been trying to reestablish control over the world by seeking a special group of believers known variously as covenant people, overcomers of or Joel's army, uh, and that through these people, social institutions, including governments and laws, would be brought under God's authority. The belief is that since the believers are indwelt by the same Holy Spirit that indwelt Jesus, we have all authority in heaven and on earth. We have no, I'm sorry, we have the power to believe for, uh, for and speak into existent things that are not. And thus we can bring about the kingdom age. Among the most controversial tenets of the theology is a the belief that secular or non-Christian society will never succeed. Hence, kingdom now opposes a separation of church and state. Other beliefs include the idea that as, a, as the body of Christ, we are Christ. In other words, we have his divine nature. Proponents of kingdom now teaching also don't believe in the rapture, which is explained away as a feeling of rapture or excitement when the Lord returns to receive kingdom for the kingdom for, from our hands. In other words, everyone will be caught up emotionally when he returns. Also among the unbiblical beliefs is the idea that all prophecies regarding the future Israel, both in the Old and New Testaments, actually apply to the church. Replacement theology. Kingdom Now Theology sees the second coming of Jesus in two, stas two stages. First, through the flesh of the believers, and particularly the flesh of today's apostles and prophets, and then in person to take over the kingdom handed to him by those who have been victorious, the overcomers. Prior to the second coming, overcomers must purge the earth of all evil influences. Kingdom Now claims that Jesus cannot return until all his enemies have been put under the feet of the church, including death, presumably. And that is their, that is one of the favorite verses that they use, that, that all his enemies being put under his feet. Although there are people who only partially hold the kingdom now teachings, they still share the beliefs outlined above all of which are outside of mainstream Christianity and all of which deny scripture. First, the idea that God has lost control of anything is ludicrous, especially coupled with the idea he needs human beings to help him regain that, regain that control. He is the sovereign Lord of the universe, complete and holy, perfect in all his attributes. He has complete control over all things, past, present, and future, and nothing happens outside his command. Everything is proceeding according to his divine plan and purpose, and not one molecule is moving outside its own accord. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and all who, and I'm sorry, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? Isaiah 14:27. As for men having the power to believe for and speak into existence things that are not, the power that belongs to God alone, who doesn't take kindly to those who would attempt to usurp it from him. Remember this and be a man. Return it on your heart, O sinners. Remember former things from forever, for I am God and no other is God, e even none like me. 
declaring the end from the beginning and from the past things which were not done, saying, My purpose shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of purpose from my far country. Yes, I have spoken. I will also cause it to come. I have formed. Yes, I will do it. Isaiah 46, 8 through 11. Now this is my favorite part of this article. Kingdom Now's denial of the rapture of the church is also unbiblical. The explanation that the rapture is nothing more than the people of God being caught up in a rapturous feelings ignores the fact that such an application of the term caught up is strictly an idiomatic expression particular to English, not Greek. I was all caught up in the movie or other excitement is not the equivalent of harpazo used to describe the catching up bodily into heaven in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 2 Corinthians 12, 2-4, and Revelation 12, 5. The word is also used in Acts 8, 39, where Philip is bodily caught away by the Spirit to another location. As for our being Christ and having divine nature, we are not Christ, although we do partake of his divine nature at salvation with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, 2 Peter 1, 4. But Christ is the second person of the Godhead, and no one becomes God. This is a lie from the father of lies, Satan, who first told it in the Garden of Eden when he, when he tempted Eve with, You shall be as God. Genesis 3, 5. The idea that the... Well, this may be my... Well, this is my second favorite part. The idea that the church has replaced Israel at that fulfillment of the prophecy... And that the fulfillment of the prophecies to Israel pertain to the church is known as replacement theology. And it is unbiblical. The promises to Israel will be fulfilled in Israel, not the church. God's blessings to Israel are eternal and they are without recall. Finally, the second coming of Christ will be when he, not men, defeats his enemies and puts all things under his feet. The description of the second coming in Revelation 19 is the description of a mighty warrior who comes to put all things to right. Not, not of one who comes to an earth already cleaned up and ready for him to rule. Verse 15 is clear. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, so that with it he should strike the nations. And he will shepherd them with the rod of iron. He treads the winepress of the wine of anger and of the wrath of Almighty God. If the earth has already been purged of all evil influences, as the kingdom nowers believe, why does Christ need a sharp two-edged sword to strike the nations, and why does the anger and the wrath of God still exist against them? Kingdom now theology is is another in a life in a long line false, unbiblical, and misleading philosophies of men whose vain imagination seek to humanize God and defy man. It must be avoided. Wow, like I, I kind of stopped and stuttered there because I've, I've read this article probably at least 20 times, mm -hmm. but I've never read it out loud. Mm -hmm. so and it, and yeah, so hearing it and reading it out loud, I was going, wow, they're saying things about it that I like, and I, again, I know this, but wow, it must be avoided. It's misleading and biblical, false, like that, these are... These are harsh things, man, because the reason why they're so harsh, and that was why 
I explain it, man, is this twisted view of it, it, it basic it, it is of revelation. I mean, it is of a lot of scripture. Don't I mean they spiritualize a lot of scripture. People who believe this. Well, when you have to do a lot, and this is what we, we said in response even to discussing these things where we called out the Catholic Church for being unbiblical. I hate to even call it a church, but for being unbiblical. It's the same with these guys. When you have to do a lot of explaining and a lot of talking sure. from man sure. for someone to be able to take Scripture, read it, and then look at what you're physically doing and teaching and to make things somehow equal out— if it takes that much explaining, and mm. well, 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 it means that, well, 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 you, well, you don't understand. What you don't understand. Well, then there's an issue there. And you it's know, the same thing with this. So, so in studying this, you'll notice that what, one thing that that is very, very common about this, and you know, I said that all paths lead to this apostasy here, and I'm not saying that this is the apostasy because like there's so many different roads but i feel like this is one of the ones that leads to the main problem because once you take christ's imminent return out of it mm -hmm. that i mean game's on for anything so one thing that leads uh here that's interesting is that anybody that holds to kingdom now theology I should say most people because I guess there there could be a couple that would be outside of this belief. But what they do is they hold to an early date of the writing of the book of Revelation. That's usually a dead giveaway That's sign. That's usually a dead giveaway Bible sign Bible. of what your theology is going to be. And you're, you ask, why does that matter? Okay, well, what they say is that all of these things were all of these prophecies in revelation were fulfilled by 70 AD with the destruction of, with the, the, destruction of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem and that the book of revelation is speaking of that specifically so it has nothing to do with like so it has nothing to do with a future fulfillment it's already fulfilled and that yes uh jesus will come someday but he's already we have a lot of work to do yeah he's already the kingdom has already come now because because it has already been fulfilled though we'll point back to the fact that they claim that it's already been fulfilled and so they they hold that into saying that this book was written before the destruction of the temple and that the antichrist that is in revelation was nero and that john was to send these letters out because it was about the christian persecution they were suffering under nero and that don't worry soon it would be over you know that that, that type of thing so that would be which on an early no no matter what people believe uh even if you don't believe in the rapture and this and it, most theologians don't believe that revelation was written pre destruction of the, destruction of the temple 
the widely held view across the board is the late writing for the book of revelation which is anywhere between 95 and uh, well anywhere between about 95 and 180 when john would have been exiled on the island of patmos so there's all kinds of overwhelming evidence if you're interested in in it we definitely can provide actually got questions is is (laughs) probably another great resource um and what they do is not only will they answer but they provide all the resources from where they get their resources and it's again i mean it only sometimes it'll lead you to like amazon and it'll be a book that you can purchase usually it's a free resource yeah but usually it's a free resource or they'll have a like a super cool discount on the book mm-hmm. that you get for if you go through them through so partner yeah so anyway you can you can check that out on that but i mean there's no there's no that's just not truth we we know we know for a fact and even in um recognized early church father writings recognized a later date to revelation so there's meaning that there's no way that all of these things could be fulfilled yet because this was written well, well after the destruction of the temple. So if that and, doesn't hold up in their theology, right. we're already losing. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, the reason why I said it's not just Revelation, this goes outside of Revelation in so many different places too because we look at the conditions of the churches that were in Revelation. Now you look and those those churches were the same churches that Paul was writing to and that was Paul was describing, he was talking to them, you know, he was talking about, oh, what such great faith they had and they were growing in number and all these different things. Well, that certainly was not the condition of the churches in the way that they were listed in Revelation. So that that's just that's just one of the many views to it. But they so if they say if you know, and you you got to think that if all of this stuff is fulfilled, well, then we don't really have to worry about. It. And that's what they do is they they spiritualize it and say, you know, well, Christ did. I mean, they recognize that Christ did come, Amen, and that he did all the stuff. He was who he said he was. He did all the stuff that he was supposed to do. But they believe that he did everything when he ascended to the right hand of the Father. They said that that is his Davidic throne reign, and he is currently ruling and reigning, and that somehow Satan is bound on in the condition of the earth that we are in now. Satan can do a lot of stuff from being bound. Yeah, like he's yeah. So so they hold to that that he he is already that this is already accomplished, which in a sense, yes, it already is. The promise is accomplished, and it was real. Yeah, it just has not been realized yet. Um. But the way that they hold it to that it has been complete, you know, that it is complete. So that spirals them into this teaching that we must forward this kingdom socially, politically through, you know, we have all the power in the world now to do this. And this is where your apostasy comes from this is where your pool of teachings come from that is just you look at a prosperity gospel preacher i don't care who you're talking about you look at jesse duplantis you look at kenneth copeland you look at any of these guys guess what they guess what most of them believe 
that to a completed view of revelation these things have occurred yes one day like i said there's different forms of it so some might believe that okay yeah god is christ is still coming back in judgment one day but eh, most everything else is done and we don't have to worry about all this stuff like you know that's that's all there's there's many different you know um little rabbit trails of the of that but they all lead to the same basically to the same place but that's where you know prosperity gospel the same thing with uh it's really popular now with the mega churches that we see um even then a lot of them will still hold to a second coming of christ you know yeah we they recognize that jesus is coming and that he will rule and reign, but not anytime soon. We have a lot of work to do to build the kingdom here. It doesn't need to be a thought in your mind. It's, Don't worry about it. Right. It's it's building the kingdom, the kingdom here, mm -hmm. um, on in this earth. Which, go. It, I mean, it goes. It's it's biblically that it's just it's an unbiblical teaching, because we know that this this kingdom is not of this world and this is definitely not something that we can we could accomplish on our own i don't not not with human flesh there's it's impossible i well, mean we get this is a real congratulating viewpoint to believe that humans that that we flesh have the ability to change human nature well, if you boil in a human down heart. with this, you're saying that God, sovereign God, who spoke everything you see into existence, literally, he makes the, the sun rise and the, everything go around. You know what I mean? Like you, you think of that. Mm -hmm. But he's up there twiddling his thumbs on his throne mm -hmm. waiting for us to outlaw abortion and uh, to reverse gay marriage and to get rid of evil, you know, to do all of Correct. these things before he can Correct. enact his final Correct. steps. Correct. Are you kidding me? Right. Are or, you serious right or now? Or even the viewpoints, and that's what I was saying, another, and that's why I said all these have their roots in this belief yeah. and in this teaching. I, I, and that's the kingdom now, you know, teaching. So... And it it could be very light, and it doesn't. They don't necessarily have to believe that that this is the kingdom. They sure. they might recognize you know Christ's kingdom. Sure. But they still believe in an over spiritualization of what Christ said and what we are called to do scripturally. And that's where replacement theology also comes into play in all of this as well is because now you've realized now you've taken out the reality of israel so once you've taken the reality of the nation ethnic israel out of the equation and said that it doesn't matter again it's free reign free reign to say whatever you want to do with the church because it it takes away from all kinds of scripture and replaces the church with Israel saying that oh okay he meant that the church is the new Israel and all those stuff that he said in the Old Testament about Israel really meant the church well and that's the point that's interesting when people are confused by the end times and don't know where to start and what sides up and whatever well 
what take the end times theology that you are confused on right is there a rapture isn't there a rapture is jesus you know you start thinking of these things are they literal is it spiritual you start going through it post-mill pre-mill yeah yeah all these big words right and and you look at it but you stop and you (laughs) think about it do they hold a literal place for israel or has that gone away and it's now the church if yeah. it's gone away and it's now the church, no, that does that one single key factor there does not hold up in well, totality of Scripture. So if that doesn't hold up, what else unravels? You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's a sure good, fi- clear way. Well, that's another surefire sign, sure way sign is if you have replacement theology, well, you know replacement theology leads to kingdom now theology, which leads to all, to but that's all these such a big quick words. way to weed out what is and is right. not truth. Right, but and so out of this too comes not only prosperity and then just your common mega churches that are your seeker sensitive. Like I said, you know your seeker sensitive movement where we just talk about Jesus' love and don't talk about any of the Book of Revelation. You know, which is the final piece to this. You know, Revelation is what it does is it explains. Every single other book in the Bible, mm-hmm. it puts every piece together. It's the last piece of the puzzle. So it's not just, it, it's the full story realized and completed. And that's once, once that's, you know, like I said, once that's taken out, you just get all over the place people were asking well what's the difference you were saying okay i uh, we had a question recently from somebody that said well what's you said something about um bethel hillsong all the and then rachel hollis and all these things how do these all connect, how do these all connect? they said yeah, how, so how they- is calling out bethel and their music the same as calling out yeah, someone well, like rachel hollis and joyce meyer it all leads to the same place it all leads back to this and this over spiritualization and empowerment and they love you know the 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 great commission they love just beating the crap out of that horse man they they just love doing whatever they want with that and they believe and they tie this kingdom now theology with the the great commission and now you know just we're we're all charged out and that was just one thing that i really feel like you know that that was the only thing that i felt like uh american gospel kind of left out is because it it did a great job of explaining the root of a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. but it didn't explain the main most important part of it and unfortunately a lot of the teachers in that who are i this is where um uh, this is how we as believers can can have different views and still be inside orthodox christianity sure you can and have different and this is where i wouldn't i'm not calling anybody a false teacher or heretical or saying this is where i have different views from somebody but every almost every teacher in this american gospel movie for i disagree with with their eschatology which is their end times viewpoint they, all of this stuff that I've been talking about because even they being great teachers they are some of them 
have this theology and understanding at the root of some of their stuff. They don't talk about it. They do every once in a while. Paul Washer has, you, uh, you have to do some searching to find um, Paul Washer talking about it. It's really unfortunate. But this is the way that most of the reformers believed. And this is this is where a lot of um, you know, and this is this was their interpretation of it, which is mind blowing because we look at a guy like Martin Luther and we realize that he was at a point in his life he was extremely anti-Semitic, mm -hmm. and he subscribed to the replacement theology. It wasn't. It wasn't really realized as re replacement theology then, but it was. He certainly held to the idea that there there's no literal place for Israel anymore, and that everything was fulfilled in the church. So, even them, they hold to to that view, and it's just I don't know about I don't know about Justin Peters, so I have to look. I I, I cannot remember what his. His end times viewpoint is so I don't want to misrepresent him, but I do know Paul Washer and then um, a couple of the other teachers. I can't remember their names, but I know that that we are definitely off on our end times thing. But it has it all goes back to how they view Revelation and how this pans out, and it's it's sad because Revelation has also been a book that's been completely abused on the other side of it. To where it's become super, you know, the book for loons, right? We now we we claim to know when the time is. We figured out the keys of Revelation, and we made all these books and all these things, and and you know we've said that you know burn in hell, you'll burn in hell, or Jesus is coming soon. You know all these crazy signs, and you think of you think of that, and you think of that left behind kind of attitude right and unfortunately a lot of that is discredited truth um that there there is some truth and there is truth in this it's just the the lunacy of it has discredited it as a teaching and most people have just passed it off or not cared about it the very reason well, why touch it with the 10 foot right man the reason why most of you are confused about it because churches don't teach it period most when of the time. I asked on Instagram, hey, we're working on some in time stuff. What are your questions? Like, what would you like to ask? Ask the specifics, and we're going to start forming this together. You know why it's so hard to get anything to go off of that? Is the overwhelming response I got from so many people was, to be honest, I haven't the slightest idea where to even begin. Yeah. I've never heard my pastor talk right. about it. I have no, I mean, it literally, and it's funny because it's the only book that comes with a promise to those who teach it. Sure. Yet nobody will touch sure. it. Now the, the or not nobody, but very few people. And then that's what just drives me nuts, man. Because people go, "Oh yeah, book of Revelation," but it's like I just said, no. It is the piece to every book of the Bible. Yes. It's not one book. This is this makes everything realized. Like you go back when you go back to Daniel, and you see that Daniel's vision of the end times. He was told, "Seal this up for the time of the end." And then we have in the beginning of Revelation, hey, now's the time of the end. This What's is not sealed. <laughs> and this is even called Revelation, which means revealing. So this is revealed what was hidden. And so 
that also adds a lot of importance to what Daniel saw because he saw a lot of stuff that was related to the end. And he saw the Antichrist. He saw all kinds of cool stuff. He saw all the stuff that, that we don't we have the details for in Revelation and puts together the mystery. Uh, as Andy Woods, one of my favorite teachers on this topic, claims says that you know Revelation is the top floor and Daniel is the basement. So it's part of the same house, you know. But if you just had the basement, it would be kind of uh, it's, it's kind of weird, okay. Then you have the okay, you get the full picture. So, and Andy Woods also does a great job of he's got like a whole book on the subject, and that's a it would be a book that I think is fairly easy to read, even if you don't know much about this stuff. He's a great teacher on the topic of Revelation. Yeah, and it's the coming kingdom. And it's how kingdom non-theology is changing the focus of the church. And but he does have the YouTube series on Revelation just by itself. So if he you're does too. By that book, he he does too. But you know, yeah, if you're confused by the book, he's got the Revelation series too. He's a great teacher in this. He bores some people, puts them to sleep, on thing. And I definitely, you know, there's some things that I don't agree with him on. But as we've also been talking about this week, we shouldn't agree everything with everybody but we do have to weigh what what they're saying and you know we're like well what are we disagreeing with or what yeah, are we if you're on? looking to a man another human being to agree 110 percent on everything they say sure that's where i have issue because every person is sinful human flesh we don't have to agree 110 percent on every single little thing and but there's a difference between false teachers and just a difference of opinion or interpretation and i've learned that you know everybody learns that over time i've been so disappointed I've had days where I've just been in depression. Yeah, I'm just so sad. You find some great teachers, and then you see something so like, oh. So sad. And, I, and I've just, and I've had to walk away like an angry girlfriend. Like, it just like, I, I can't with you right now. I, I just can't. So I've had to do that with, with quite a few. But then I've ended up coming back to them and realizing that, hey, it's, you know, some of the stuff is cool, but... A lot of times when they're when they're off on their eschatology is when it, it makes me a little nervous because that was that's been this whole point of this whole thing is this is a dark this is a serious road and it leads you know it can lead into some serious serious stuff and you know, like I said, most of these guys do hold to this replacement theology, and in a sense, and some of these guys do hold to this, you know, um, this kingdom theology a little bit. Some some people that are still that I would still consider Orthodox Christians. Uh, I really, really admire Apologia Studios for a lot of the work that they do. I would say I've said it before in general in you know in general I think I will you know Jeff Durbin is the the lead pastor of Apologia and I, I always joke that I was like yeah I think we'll be joking in heaven together about how wrong he was <laughs> but 
they're real, real big advocates of this Kingdom Now theology. And he has a whole series on this. Matter of fact, he has a documentary, very well put together documentary called um, God, the Kingdom of God. Or You can search it on YouTube. I would, heck, everybody. I encourage everybody to go watch it. Um, if you don't have a heart attack in the first 20 minutes, if you know what all this is about. Go back and reread the resources we shared here, then try watching it again. Yeah, because there's some pretty, pretty serious stuff that they say in that, that I am, I listen, I pray for them, but I don't make judgments. But like I said, I mean, I respect his work, his ministry, he does a lot of things that really, really concern me. I, but I'm not out here to judge him. But I am here since we're at this topic. They 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 hold to this strongly, and this is, you know, he's somebody that's that's generally respected in Orthodox Christianity among guys like James White. Um, you know, he's got you know he's got pretty solid teachings and beliefs in most other areas but in just this area i think he's off like a million percent like way like way bad like so much to say that i don't know how god deals with this i i don't know i mean not so much to say that i'm questioning his salvation, questioning his salvation but i don't know how god deals with this i have no clue i wouldn't be on this wouldn't want to be on the side that he's on you know, if I'm wrong, okay, but I'm not taking away something, you know, if, you know, for, and he's not holding to um, their strong, strong advocates, I think, of uh, a form of replacement theology, for sure. I don't want to have to answer to God of why I taught I, that, that, taught his, that, his that Israel, Israel didn't matter. Him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. And, and then, too, guys, like, like Doug Wilson is another guy. He's he's another person that advocates for an early date of revelation, and he's a post millennialist, just like Jeff. And I mean, the, this is this is dangerous. And actually, this is something that that John Piper, who John Piper is a I I have no clue for sure, but he holds probably more on the on the reformers' view of it, like a a more kind of spiritual fulfillment of revelation where we are you know where these things um you know are are just going to get well no i guess you wouldn't call him because he holds i guess probably closer to an millennial. he doesn't he believes that everything will get worse eventually and christ will it return at the end of that but it's not again anytime soon and Israel, he is a big proponent of replacement theology too. It, yeah, it, which to just, I, man, I don't. I, again, that, that's scary. I don't get how you can scary. know God's word so well and yet believe that. Like that's why I was kind of chuckling through this article here because of what how God questions phrased it. Yeah. Um. 
you know the the fact that that this stuff is a long line of unbiblical false misleading philosophies but it is and not everybody can be right and i guess you know i guess man i don't know i don't know it makes you wonder how i don't know but that so that that was that's why and to me, when I was watching him, you know that movie, I was like, you know, this is fascinating. These guys are tired, but again, where this all comes from is they're failing to acknowledge, but they also kind of view the same, have the same kind of viewpoint as the people that they're talking against. Mm-hmm. Now they wouldn't like you said they don't recognize the heresy of what they the other the people believe but when it comes to their end times belief it's kind of the same kind of sort of that's why the these little roads how they all end to the same conclusion you know they're all little they're all little paths to the same conclusion so this is to me the largest problem in the church and I think it has a lot to do with this large falling away that Paul speaks of and we get a general sense of in the letters um you know he speaks of it in Thessalonians he speaks of it in in Timothy that people will just begin to depart from the truth they will believe in false teachings and and just go traditionally a completely different way in large and this is how we get here to me so this is going like i said this is going to be a long line of of continued discussion discussion on this we'll go ahead and link like i said everything the the article that i read specifically and honestly you can go on your own um it, it every it's awesome because Everything you read on here is is linked. So whenever they say a word, like a big word that you might not know, uh, like replacement theology, it's underlined and linked. So you click on it and it'll take you to what is replacement theology. Yeah. So it'll it'll take you down the slide and it'll give you a quick summary of all these things. And then it'll give you the resources under that link of where they are getting this information from. And you'll, you know, do your, this is a great, great tool to do some re- research on this. And I don't know, maybe I'll create some crazy conspiracy theorists like me, you know, people that believe in truth <laughs> So by doing this. But this is, I'm telling you guys, this is where it comes from. And if I haven't confused you, I guess like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like this if we haven't confused. And continued discussion, uh, you know, please email us. 
you know, you go ahead and comment on YouTube. That's cool. But it, it's way easier if you just message us, like either email us or on Instagram or Facebook. And we'll get back to you that way. But whatever way, whatever way it works for you, it you do you. But we're happy. And we're happy to discuss it. Brandon will answer questions and send you resources and scripture and a million things all day long. So whatever there is, you know, that you're thinking of, let us know. Yeah, Anything I think. You want to say no, I think did I think that's pretty good. Did I sum up pretty good of a, of a point here? Do you think this was a third, a good third podcast? I think so. What does it, it all boil down to? What is? is what, what did I say that I wanted to title this? Oh, it's written over there, and I can't. Oh see yeah, it I am okay. It was something along the lines of. Uh, where does the apostasy come from? Yeah, where does the apostasy come from? So. Yeah. Feel good? Anyway, yeah, feels great. I think the... So definitely we still would recommend if you have not watched American Gospel. I think you can watch what the first sure. hour of it for free on YouTube. Sure. Um, it's a great resource for all of these things that we've been talking sure, about. Sure, it still is, yeah. Your point was just the key factor that Yeah, I guess I should clarify that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is I, that, I, I was kind of thinking I should. But the point that you're trying to clarify is the key factor that that's all leaving out is the importance of this boils down to what your view on the book of Revelation is mm. and your kingdom theology. Yeah. Yeah, and what... Right, and we will do another, that's another good thing too, is I will do a podcast on it, but I encourage everybody while you're on Got Questions, you can look up what is the kingdom, what is this stuff, and what is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of, you know, all these different things, and they do great quick summarizations of them. I have been tripped up on doing every single one of these topics for the past couple of weeks because I try to do like a thorough present like PowerPoint presentation on every top on every podcast when I get to these topics and it just my I just my brain works like too fast and and there it just gets overloaded I think so and then you like short so yeah and then I just sort short circuit and shut down so I think that they they do a way better job of quickly summarizing it, but I will do a, a podcast on it separately, but I do encourage on people on checking out what the kingdom is. Mm -hmm. So I, I've talked about kingdom now, and, and again, I've said kingdom, but I really haven't clarified oh, sorry. You probably haven't even thought kingdom. about it. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. most of us haven't. It's not popular to even think about what is the kingdom. Right. Right. If you would say, "Hey, the kingdom is what you, the view of heaven that you're thinking of." That's what the kingdom is. But and people are like, "Wait, what?" So anyway, go check that out on Got Questions. We'll link it. And yeah.